0: What is sin? What is the definition of sin? What does the Bible say about sin? Well, the verse we go to is 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 which says this: Sin is the transgression of the law. What is the law? It's the word of God, whatever God says. So sin is non-conformity to the divine law of God. It means going against whatever God has said in the Bible, whatever he's revealed. In fact, a better way of translating 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 is this. It says, sin is lawlessness. So that is to live without the law of God or to dis- disregard it in part or the whole. Now, to be sure, we can break God's law both internally and externally. We can, break, we can break God's law in our heart, and we can break God's law in our words and our actions. In our heart or mind or words or actions, even our desires can break the law of God. And we can break this law, that is, we can sin by not conforming ourselves with the law of God but we can also sin by actively violating the law of God. So we make this distinction. We call this the sin of omission and the sin of commission. So sin of omission is when you omit doing what you should do, when you don't do what the law says. So the law says, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, and you just ignore them. You didn't actively do anything. You omitted the love that you owed them that the Lord said you owed them. Now, a sin of commission is different. A sin of commission is when you commit something against the law, when you do something that the law says not to do. So the law says love your neighbor as yourself, and instead of uh, just ignoring them, you attack them or you assault them, you scream at them, and whatever it might be. That is uh, doing that is committing a sin against it. So you break the law of God by omitting what you owe, and Uh, committing something that you shouldn't have done. Now, there's two points I want to make here after uh, all of those words, after saying that. The first is this, that mankind, every single human being, as moral human beings, have a mind and an intellect and a will. And that means it is our duty to live according to the law. That is, we must do what is good. And what is good? Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40 tells us. Jesus himself says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is what it means to live according to the law of God. There are no restrictions, no qualifications. Every human being is judged according to this. Either you love God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and you love your neighbor as yourself or you don't. It's not just for Christians. It's for all human beings. So nobody can escape this. Now, the second point is this. That it is impossible for any human being to remain neutral for a moment. So there's this uh, Latin phrase, uh, uh, these words, uh, tabula rasa, which means a clean slate. Um, but there's no such thing. There is no neutral human being, not even infants. Now, I'm going to address this in another episode uh, because this would get too lengthy, but I'll talk about the the sin of infants and original sin in another episode. But uh, for the time being, the point is this. You can't be neutral when it comes to God's law and sin. Either you are perfect or you are not. You're imperfect. Either you follow God's law or you don't. Either you have sin and are sinful, or you are sinless. There is no middle ground, right? There's no uh, uh, neutral area. This means that if you are not living for God, then you are living either for yourself or something else. And the Bible says that this is impossible. You cannot live for God and yourself or something else at the same time. Uh, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, No man... Not one can serve two masters. Now, there's a common idea going around that says that something only counts as sin only if you do it on purpose. So if you mean to do something, if you mean to be mean, if you do something on purpose, if you sin uh, deliberately, then it counts as sin. But things that are done on accident or out of weakness or ignorance, then, well, it just doesn't count as sin. The Bible doesn't talk that way, though. The Bible talks about sin being sin, whether you want to do it or not, whether you meant to do it or not, whether you remember whether you did it or not. It is still a sin whether you like to do it or not. Um, Romans chapter 7, verse 19 through 24 says this. Paul uh, Paul is talking about the evil that he doesn't want to do and that he ends up doing. He fails and he falls into this sin out of weakness. And, And this is what it says. It says, The evil which I would not, that I do. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? You see, he doesn't dismiss his sin and say, well, you know, since I'm weak and I fall into sin, I guess that means I'm not really sinful because I didn't mean to do it. No, he says, I'm a wretched man because of that. And people say, look, uh, I'm weak. I can't help but sin. I fail every day in my thoughts and my desires and my actions, my words. It, it, It gets the best of me and I end up doing things that I don't want to do that I know I shouldn't do. Well, This doesn't excuse you. Think about it. If sin is what comes most naturally to you, what does that say about your nature? If you sin and are weak and fail every day, what does this say about your condition? That you are poor and you are miserable and you are a sinner. The answer is not to excuse your sin or brush it aside. The answer is to admit this and confess it. And that's the point. We are more sinful than we realize. We sin more than we'd even care to know. And and the right response to this is not to get defensive and try to find a way out or excuse ourselves. The answer is to confess our sins and to believe in the forgiveness of Christ who forgives every single sin of thought, word, deed, desire. As he forgives you, as you receive this forgiveness from Christ who suffered and died and rose again for you, you continue fighting against sin. His forgiveness is not a license for you to sin. His forgiveness actually gives you the power and the strength to fight against sin and say, I don't want to do it. And you run back to the wounds of Christ and say, he forgives me, you give me strength, Lord, and I will fight the sin again and again and again. So you won't ever be sinless in this life. You won't ever be perfect in this life. But through faith in Christ, you are already perfect. God has given you the perfect obedience and righteousness of Christ who conformed himself at every second of his life to the law, and he imputes it to you. That means he attributes it to you as if you were the one who did it. So now in faith, through Jesus Christ, in faith, uh, when you put your faith in Christ and rely upon him and confide in him, you are perfect. Even though you don't feel it, you don't feel perfect or holy, you are in his sight. But on the last day, the Lord will raise you from the dead and he will make you perfect and holy. And in that time, you will be without sin forever. So that is what sin is and the solution to sin. The definition of sin is transgression against the law of God or lawlessness. And the answer is to confess our sin to God who is faithful and just, who will forgive us all of our sins.